0: This is the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Stock up with Bud Light for game days and check out Budweiser's limited edition copper reserve. Please drink responsibly. They're going to run and get that boot. This game's still alive and the Hawks have a first down. Who wants to talk football? It's Ronnie Wingo, number 20, touchdown Arkansas. They talked the ball. This is the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast.
1: How many people were streaming these games via their tablets or their phones or whatnot at work? Because I can't tell you how many friends of mine that actually are in the professional world, not in the radio world, that are sitting at their desk or at their cubicles or whatnot, and they just have their iPad on, watching all these games, flipping back and forth. Phil made the remark yesterday that these two days, Thursday and Friday, first two days of the NCAA tournament are apparently, done by research, are the two most least productive days. I believe it in all of the work days in the calendar year, which I is incredible. It. I believe it. I mean, it's just because everybody's watching it. Everybody fills out a bracket. Everyone's wanting to watch it. Everyone's wanting to check it out. So I completely believe it. The only thing that I can really complain about is it seemed like every single time a commercial break was taken on one channel, it was a commercial break on all of the channels. And I think that that's, I mean, I don't think I know. That's done on purpose. They don't want you missing because they know that, hey, as soon as your commercial break hits, you go to a different game no matter what. And it was really frustrating yesterday where at one time I remember I went through all four channels and every single one of them was on a commercial. Really just frustrated the dog out of me. The same thing happened to us. I have a
2: bunch of friends that are in town and it was one of those breaks to where, okay, the first game goes, okay, cool. And we flipped and flipped and flipped and then even flipped back to the (laughs) original channel where we started in every single one of them were on commercial. Yeah,
1: that's like the most annoying thing, that is for sure. But it's still a lot of fun, and there's a whole, hopefully a whole nother day of it uh, happening today. Let's go to the phone lines. Danny is in Russellville. What's going on, Danny?
3: Good morning, guys. Morning. How, just out of curiosity, how many were at the, the Lady Razorback game last night?
1: I think it was just a little over 8,000, I think is what the tickets were scanned at, a little over 8,000. That's
3: more than some of the men's team had this year.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to double check because I know our guy, Hutch, uh, Andrew Hutchinson, is the one that always tweets that stuff out. Let me, let me double check on it because it was a late night for me last night. Okay, no, I was completely wrong. Do not take for anything that i Not I'd ever even say. close. Not even close. Well, where were you before yeah. when you should have corrected me? I'm sorry, Danny. They're worth over 3,000 people yeah. there, not 8,000. Got my well, numbers messed that, up.
3: That's more than they've been drawing. Yeah, it's I a good crowd a for them. That was a good game. Uh, I thought it was going to blow it. You know, we kept get when when uh, chelsea dungey had the ball it was a sure two free throws and i think what the men's team needs to do they need to hire her as a free throw <laughs> shooter because i don't know how many she missed but it wasn't very many i mean she's 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 larry bird on the free throw line that that's, that's fantastic but i thought i called in about a month ago saying why can't we get a coach like will wade and now look at it uh i don't quite want that i do want success i don't want probation and i think you can get both things but uh like you said they're not they're not firing mike so we got one more year down the road and then we're probably going to be bad next year and then they'll probably fire him then we'll be a year behind and uh I just feel like
2: a year behind. What though? Like, or what does it hurt for him? For him to be here another
3: year? Well, if a new coach comes in, he can uh, he can set his system up and get him going. And uh, do they have any recruits available
1: uh, this year? Well, I mean, this, do you mean to have any scholarships? Any scholarships? Yeah, they they're, they have a few because they had Jordan Phillips that transferred out. They have Daniel Gafford's scholarship that's going to be opening, and then they have what you would think would be if they have a transfer or two those scholarships will be open as well. I guess uh Johnny Holmes, Jonathan Holmes' scholarship will be available too. So they they have a few to work with. That's for sure. I, you know,
3: I'm okay with if, if Mike stays, if if we turn it around, but I don't see any track record to say that's going to happen. I'm I'm just like most Razorback fans. I want I want to get back to the glory days, you know, uh the Triplets, uh Corliss, uh a really, really good team. Yeah, and I know it may not be possible it's in not. the near future, but I'd sure like to see it, guys. And uh, thanks for taking my call, and you have a good day.
1: Hey, you as well, Daniel. Yeah, Always that's appreciate
2: you calling, man. And and I brought that before. That's not possible. It's just not with the changes in the rules, with the fact that um, Penny's over in Memphis, so you're not, you no longer are getting the number one player. And I think people, I mean people just don't quite understand what Nolan did in that small period of time. To go get Ty Day, to have Ron Heary. Ron Heary was the number one player out of Memphis. He was was considered better than all those guys. Ty Day, Penny, Mm -hmm. all those guys. And so to be able to get those guys, and then the Malik Monk that came through at that time was Corliss Williamson, or I guess you can call Malik Monk the Corliss Williamson of his time. But he was the number one player in the country. And – I tell people this all the time every time this argument comes up. Go back and look at the number one players in the country over the last handful of years. This year, it would have been Zion Williamson. Mm -hmm. If you had Zion on this team, what do you think this team would be doing? They'd be in the NCAA tournament, and they probably would have won their first-round game. At least. Um, Even in the past, whenever it was Anthony Davis. If they added Anthony Davis to some of those teams in the past, the same exact thing could happen. So just with the recruiting territories and – you missed out on your number one um player in, in uh in Malik Monk. I just don't see it being possible for Arkansas to get back to that time. Because remember, Nolan could never get back to 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 those moments. When people talk about the glory years, they don't talk about the end of Nolan's career.
1: Yeah. Even though some people they always talk about the recruits that he had reportedly coming in, you know, Andre Iguodala and all of that, which would have definitely helped out. But no, that's the thing that I try to make the point when, like you bring up, Nick, as far as trying to get back to the glory days, just the way that college basketball is in general right now. It's, it's just, not happening. It, you know, you're you're talking about having you, you at Arkansas having to go out to not only get somebody to the caliber level of a Corliss Williamson or somebody like that where they're a top five, top ten player in the country, but also adding other pieces around them that are highly recruited guys and... Even going the route to where you could get a JUCO player, like somebody like a, a transfer time, like Corey Beck or an Al Dillard, guys to really help come off the bench and all that, like that type of situations, just it's not something that's realistic at this point in time in college basketball. So now that's not to say that you can't be a program, can't be a team that can't. better. Now yeah. you definitely
2: can be better. Yeah, you and, can be and, a program and, that gets to the Sweet
1: Sixteen, Elite Eights,
2: and there's no argument. There's no argument for me if that's the goal and if you just want to have. A chance from that point but my argument is when people want to get back to the glory days the glory years and 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 my only comment to them is well even the coaches that took us to that point or even the coach that took us to, to that point he couldn't even make it back
1: yeah yeah and I, I not my own thing too is about when it comes to the expectations that people have for the Razorback basketball program I think by and large most people just want to be a team to where it's never a question of whether or not you're going to make the NCAA tournament every year. It's not to say that you will for sure make it every year, because listen, Nolan Richardson went to the NIT in 97. You know, Eddie Sutton went to the NIT. Like, these coaches that are Hall of Fame coaches, even they had years where they went to the NIT. They didn't make it every single year. But you're just wanting to be a team that you can constantly not even look at, because you know what? I guarantee you back then when they went to the NIT in 97, for instance, Razorback fans were still excited and hopeful because they're like, yeah, well, just wait till these guys get another year you know, or wait till yeah, the yeah. This, this next recruiting class comes in. I mean, there was always some type of elevation from it from that perspective, and you just don't have that right now. So that's another thing that comes into it as well. You just want to be a program to where you can expect that you can get to the NCAA tournament more often than not and advance in the NCAA tournament because that's really what's important too. And I know that it has no bearing on the decision by the administration at the U of A of whether or not they're going to keep Mike Anderson. But just from my perspective and how I feel about it, it's got to be at least a little frustrating for Razorback fans to see other teams from the SEC, other programs that doesn't give two rips about basketball, like a program like Auburn, going to the NCAA, winning the SEC tournament for one, going to the NCAA tournament, possibly working their way into going to the Sweet 16, we'll see what they do against Kansas, pretty tough matchup there, but at least they're advancing and it's like, Auburn doesn't care about basketball. They're not a basketball school. Tell that to Charles Barkley. Well, okay. John. Yeah, that's all. Who, how many basketball players from Auburn can you name that made it in the pros besides Charles Barkley? I'm sure you can Did actually Chuck name per- some, Tom Did top Chuck tie. Person go to Auburn? Yeah. I know he's the one that got implicated in the coach. I don't know I, I, I know. I don't know. Chris Porter was the only one I remember way back when. But my point is, is that they're just not a basketball school. But yet they're doing things in the NCAA tournament and they're being consistent about it. And as a Razorback fan, you're like, that's, that's what you want. That's what you expect out of your program. And so when I bring up the whole thing about the how what the SEC and the surrounding teams around you are doing, it has nothing to do with the fact that, okay, well, just because one team's doing better than you in one particular year, you should make a change. I'm not saying that. But there are programs like the Auburns, like even a place like South Carolina. I know they didn't make the tournament this year, but they were really good in SEC play. They made a Final Four just in the past couple of years. Like they're not. When have they been ever been good in basketball? Like those are the things that frustrate you as a Razorback fan, where it seems like every other team, every other program in the SEC is having a good old grand time with their basketball program, or at least making changes to make sure that they have a good old grand time in, your basket, in their basketball programs. But yet you're sitting back just wondering if you'll even make postseason play next year. Like that's a problem that Razorback fans have, and so watching these tournaments and watching these other programs do those things. It frustrates them, and it concerns them, and it worries them. And I get it. I really do. And that's why it's just so annoying. Like Bruce Pearl and Auburn, Auburn's making it? This was like the program that had Tony Barbie as a coach where they were winning one or two games a year. Tennessee wasn't that great just a handful of years ago. Yeah, Tennessee
2: was awful. Mississippi State wasn't that great just a handful of years ago. I mean, State wasn't that great last year and year before that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's a, it's really frustrating. And Missouri, I know that they didn't make the tournament this year too, but they've even gotten a few recruits here and there that showed some promise and all of that. So I mean, it's just, you, you Texas AM and two sweet sixteen. Not Texas A
0: and M. Follow the show on Twitter at hit that line ar. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Now he does a tightrope act. Boy, Houdini's in the house. We're number three, and nobody's home to watch
3: touchdown hogs holy hogs
1: now we've kind of started a discussion here not only via social media but with people calling in just about the expectations that the arkansas razorback basketball program realistically can have and a lot of people are getting after nick about it the, the way he set it up but i, I will say this because we will get to stanley and greenwood here in a second that People are taking issue, I guess, with you saying that they can't ever get back to being a national. Like, some people are taking what you're saying is that they can't get back ever to a nationally relevant program.
2: All I'm doing is taking the words that the people are saying, the
1: glory days. What are the glory days? I mean, most people consider the early to mid-90s the all-time glory days. Okay. So, is that what we're
2: going with? Is that, I mean, I want to be sure. Is that what we're going with?
1: We're going with That's what, if that's what they're saying then yes. I'm I'm coming from the perspective of saying that can Arkansas be a nationally relevant program? No, right.
2: No. But, that's but, my but see but see but those are two those I are agree. Two completely different arguments. I agree. And when you say glory days, I assume that's what you're talking about. Whenever they went to to, to you know a few final fours, uh national championship game back to back, national champions, those are the glory days. So now I need somebody to call in and explain to me how they're going to get back to that point. I had uh, a person that did just uh, tweet me and was saying, well, if Mike would have got Kayvon and Malik Monk, he could have got to an Elite Eight. And then he said something about a Final Four. Whereas after the Sweet 16, anything can happen. Oh, So, yeah. you know, after, uh, yeah, after the Sweet 16, if you're able to put enough pros on the court, then at that point, um, yeah, you do have a chance. And I agree. And I've said that a hundred different times. I've said – Hey, if you look back, if you get Monk and Allen, and that's why I really feel bad, and I really feel like Arkansas missed out on their time at that point because if you go back and look at those seasons, Monk and Allen were arguably the best players on the two best teams in the SEC. Yep, and both of those teams advanced in in the NCAA tournament. So one of them still is. Yeah, and so like if you if you're able to if you're able to have both of those guys, then, yeah, you're probably, you're for sure. I'd be willing to bet any amount of money in the world that you at least make it to a Sweet Sixty, and like I just said, that's fine. I see that example. Once again, though, whenever you're going back to the glory days, okay. So now show me that example four or five more times,
1: and you can't. Yeah. Well, it's because even in those glory years too, and I know we'll get to Stanley and Glenwood here in just a second. The only other point that I want to make to that, too, is that people have to realize that when Arkansas, in those glory years that you're talking about, how many of those kids were from Arkansas that were on those teams? I mean, you had Corliss. Was there a lot? Was there Kayvon Allens and stuff all over those teams where there were kids from the state of Arkansas? Maybe a couple here or there. But a lot of them were nationally ranked recruits coming out of high school. A lot of them were from Memphis. I mean, there were guys that were from California, from Texas, from Tulsa. They were all over the place. So just to, you, you can't you use that example is like, well, well, Malik Monk, yeah, of course that is one. But like going off to your point too, Nick, you have to be able to recruit at a national scale. You have to be able to go out into these other places, into these other areas of the country and recruit these big time players because you know, say what you want about Nolan Richardson and the success that he had, but he understood what it was about. It was about recruiting. It was about getting getting the high level kids to come in. And all those high level kids that he had to come in, what did that give him? Elite eights, final fours. National championships. The game is recruiting, and the only way Arkansas can get back to that national relevance is if they have somebody that can recruit at a very, very high level and make it all work. Let's go to the phone line. Stanley is in Glenwood. What's going on, Stanley?
0: John, thank you for taking my call. You you hit it, what I was just fixing to say. We've got a coach up there. When Eddie Sutton first got here, man, he beat the path around the state of Arkansas going to these clubs and talking. Mm -hmm. When's the last time? Our coach has done that. Can't remember the last time. And now we're recruiting we're going to we're going to these junior colleges, which hey, Lindsey Howe was a great player. But where are we at in the rankings? We've got a lazy coach up there. And my question is to Nick, and it's just a simple yes or no, would you keep him for would would he be your coach next year?
1: Is that simple yes or no, to Nick? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's
0: right, brother. Uh, you getting paid to come on the radio? Yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's right. hey,
2: hey, <laughs> hey. You uh, well, and he got me because he said a simple yes or no. He yeah. didn't want one of those Explanations. around. No, yeah, he around wants a yes the, or no, Nick. Come on now, come
1: well, on. You, hey, man, you,
2: it's, you, it's 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 it's. I hey, better hey. tweet out what you say too, so everyone knows about it. Oh, I mean, look, look. Somebody's gonna grab the clip and send it over there. That's why we hadn't had a coach come on the radio in, in yeah. a couple years here. Uh, hey,
0: brother, you answered the question.
1: Yeah, Man, I mean, you, know? you technically did. Yeah.
2: And 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 now everybody knows. And and I'll put this out there. people. I'm not scared to say, hey, he's not a good coach or he is a good coach or you should have him or that's not what I'm asking. You shouldn't have him. No, 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 no. And 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 I do hear what you're saying. For okay. me, for me. I think that it's it's tournament or you're fired next season. Only based upon he's been to the tournament three out of nah, – now, of course, he didn't go this year. But coming up to this year, he had been to the tournament three out of four years. And he had done enough to at least be on the hot seat next season for next season. You're fired if you don't make tournament it to Tournament or the, bust. Yeah, if you don't make it to the NCAA tournament. So, so do you
0: see them making it next year? Oh, hey, man.
2: <laughs> Excuse my like No, no. Just like at the beginning of this year, I was telling everybody, they're not making it. Look at this yep. roster. It, it, it just – and and I know people want to argue with me on this. The talent. Got a lot of young guys. This and this and this. Yeah. It's just like, no, go look at good teams. And then start telling me, like, Arkansas has guys in their top eight. And I talk to colleges all throughout Arkansas. Arkansas has guys yes. in their top eight that other schools in Arkansas would not offer. By the way, right. for those of you out there, Arkansas is the only power five school in Arkansas. So mm-hmm. if I'm saying that they have guys in their top eight, then they have guys on their roster that some Division Two coaches would not offer.
0: See, that's laziness, Nick. I'm just telling you, that's laziness. So if you're the general manager of the University of Arkansas and you got that kind of players on your team, and your job, depending on making that team work, you would you would bring him back for another year.
2: Yeah, it's 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 tougher though because if I am that general manager, I'm yeah, looking sure. at just more than just that one year. I'm also looking at the football team, and and I know a little bit more. They got to sell some more of these boxes too. All these all the football boxes are not sold out, so you. You're oh, talking brother.
0: about no, no. Let's get back on the same. No, page no, 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 no. no.
2: We are on the same page. But as an athletic okay. director, the things sure. that that are mattering the most right now are that that these boxes are two hundred thousand dollars a box, and the football team yes. is two and ten. And so I think all of that goes into play. I think if your football team is rolling, and right. I think if you if you if you had an athletic director that wasn't new, it's been the perfect storm for Mike Anderson to have a sorry season this year and come back as as a head coach I do think with other circumstances that he may have been fired before the NIT
0: you're you're made a great point you're exactly right there
1: there you have it we're all on the same we're on the same page here so there you go yeah appreciate so the phone call go. Go.
0: Yeah. hey thank you so much
1: yeah I appreciate it man and obviously you have a lot of passion about the Razorback basketball program and where it's at but here's the thing though just to ask a point from Stanley though uh when he was talking about that's lazy recruiting that's lazy recruiting Listen, I don't know recruit. I don't know what Mike does, but I, I, as far as what and he goes in the houses and talks to kids or whatnot, but I think there's a difference between being a lazy recruiter and just not being a great recruiter. Because I think that you know you can, tr- if you putting in the effort. From what I understand, they're putting in the effort. They're they're going to kids' houses. They're checking out games and all that stuff. But when it comes down to getting the high caliber players, they just may not have that connection of making it work to where you know Mike Mike may not be set up to recruit those high level players. Not be able to tell them and convince them that this is the place to be
2: and i don't know if i'd call it and you know you can call it whatever you want to call it i don't know if it would be lazy as far as just uh just evaluation misses because it wasn't lazy when they missed out on Isaac mcbride they just didn't think he was good enough Yeah, no. they never did they never thought Isaac mcbride was good enough and a bunch of people in the country didn't until kansas offered him and now he's you know on his way to kansas And he's probably gonna be Big Twelve Player of the Year, back to back years, whenever, and then, and in those two years, Arkansas is gonna be looking for a point guard too. By the way, but I don't think that's lazy. I just think that is that is an evaluation miss. But however you want to sum it up, I'm not making an excuse. That's even better. An evaluation miss or being lazy to me, that's in the same because both of them are failures. If you look at uh, uh, Austin Reeves, once again, they called him and said, "Hey, you can walk on." They they did their due diligence in watching him or seeing tape on him and doing those things. It just was a miss. And now he's gonna be at Oklahoma and he's probably gonna enter the NBA draft Mm. at the end of uh of next season. So I do I think I think there were a couple of misses. I also think there were a couple of times to where with Kayvon and Malik, I don't think you played the game. I think that you kinda kicked your feet up a little bit and you were feeling good about yourself. Because you and I were on the radio at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you remember people calling me crazy when I was like, hey, uh, this isn't a done deal. Like, I mean, I don't know if he's going to actually come here. And everybody was tweeting in at that time. Everybody was texting you saying, oh, well, I heard Dudley, and, and and I'm not picking on Dudley, because, but hey, oh, I heard Dudley Dawson said this. He talked to the family, and this other person talked to the other everybody family. Everybody had a source yes. or something. And, yes, yeah. and, and all these, and I kind of felt like, the coaches kinda put that off like, oh, well, we got this thing and, and I just don't feel feel like you played the game the way if if there was a John Pelfrey that was coaching at that particular time. And Mike Anderson's been way better than John Pelfrey, so I'm not saying but if John Pelfrey was coaching at those particular times, whenever you did have a Kayvon, you did have a Malik, I think with Kayvon everybody know that he was very, very close with, with Khan and 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 you know, uh, and some other people out there, I think that those guys are part of the program. I think whenever Malik comes through, I think that Marcus Monk is 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 an assistant coach. It's like, hey bro, you can be here as long as your brother's here. If he's one and done, you're one and done as well. I just I mean, there there just hasn't been enough of playing the game. And then whenever Mike does try to play the game with like all the Hawks players, you miss out on the one pro or you miss out on the most important one and Reggie Perry. And and so there's, there's a bunch of different things that are going on in recruiting. I don't know if I'd necessarily call it lazy, but if you want to sum it up as lazy or misses, they're both failures.
1: Yeah, it's both. Uh, it's been about recruiting. It's about not getting the big-time players, and as of right now, it doesn't look like anything's changing on that front, at least in the coming years.
0: Subscribe to hit that line on iTunes. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. To give is to Alex Collins straight up the middle, and Collins on the run. They won't catch him. Alex Collins is going to take it all the way to the house touchdown Arkansas 80 yards
1: welcome in Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier who covers the Indiana Hoosier basketball team Mike appreciate you joining us this morning how you doing
4: Yeah, happy to do it. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. How are you?
1: Oh, We're doing awesome, and we've been talking a lot about this matchup and just about the season in general for the Razorbacks and where they're at right now. So I'd like to get your opinion on Indiana. Obviously, going 18-15 and so far this year. It's a blue-blooded program that has a lot of pride with their basketball team as well, but... What, what did you just make as far as the expectations that fans and everyone had before the season started to where they're at now? Was it going to be this type of year for the Hoosiers? Was it expected to be a lot better? Just what's the overall situation looking like for Indiana right now?
4: Yeah, it was definitely expected to be a lot better. I mean, there, there was a a pretty wide range of expectations, but I don't think anyone had their expectations down as low as it ended up. I mean, I think there there was, you know, some, and this just wasn't Indiana fans, there there was some in the national media that before the season would, would, you know, include IU as kind of a dark horse final four type team. And then you'd see them all the way down to kind of a middle of the road, Big Ten team that that snuck into the NCAA tournament. So, by by any measure, this season ended up being a, a pretty disappointing one for Indiana, and, it, and it, it all started with you know having two key players, Juwan Morgan and Romeo Langford. That you know Langford decided to come to Indiana as a five-star freshman, and Morgan decided to return. For his senior year rather than, than go professional and, and those two things in tandem once they came to fruition last spring that that really you know kind of set the expectations and you know indiana was just really never able to live up with it and, and in a lot of ways it it kind of started with that game against arkansas ironically
1: so what has been the issue what has kept them from being that team to make it back to the ncaa tournament what was the main reason why they're in the situation they're in
4: I think it's twofold. I mean, one, you know, and it, it, it'll sound like an excuse, but it was it was a reality for this team. You know, injuries played a major role for this team throughout the year. They they didn't suffer too much in their in their starting rotation, but there were times during the season where they were down to like six or seven scholarship players, and they could just never get any chemistry going. You know, in, in practice or you know, in in games, there was just always you know this you know this feeling around the team that that they you know just didn't have good chemistry that, that that was part of it but but at the same time you know what what we saw in the pre-conference schedule in November and December that really became a re- reality through the Big 10 when the struggles really started to happen was that this just was not a good shooting team you know they they could not shoot three-pointers they ended up w- the worst in the Big 10 from behind the three-point arc and and Big Ten coaches are smart, and they they figured it out. They they saw that, and they started packing in the paint, making Indiana shoot over the top, and eventually, you know, they they just couldn't do it, and they actually lost 12 or 13 games during the Big Ten stretch, and that's what ultimately, you know, kind of crushed the season.
1: We're speaking with Mike Schuman of the Daily Hoosier, talking a little bit about Arkansas-Indiana tomorrow night in Bloomington. All right, Mike, looking at this matchup. Obviously, Daniel Gafford is not playing for Arkansas. First off, do you have an update on Romeo Langford as far as if he's going to play? I know that people have been speculating here in Arkansas. And also, if he's not going to play, what do you make of the matchup? Because it's going to look quite different without those two guys playing in this matchup than what it did earlier in the season.
4: Yeah, no, we don't know yet. But Archie Miller has a press conference this afternoon, so I suspect we will know coming out of that. I think most people are suspecting that he's not gonna play it kinda you know, after the the first NIT game it, the you know, no one came out and said that it, he wasn't gonna play in this one, but it, it certainly sounded that way. There was some hinting around, you know, that it's just not a quick recovery for a, a back injury and it's kind of a quick turnaround for the, the second game and so it was hinted at at least that, that we wouldn't see him but but that it hasn't been definitively stated. And there's some speculation that, you know, because his his situation's kind of a, a little bit different than most. I mean, he he's from Indiana. He was probably the most celebrated recruit to come to Indiana in you know, 20 years. And so, you know, for him to just come out and say he's shutting it down to get ready for the NBA would you know not really go over too well. So there's some thought that you know this is kind of a way to kind of flip around that. But but we'll see. He he said on the record that. He intends to play in the NIT, so it's kind of conflicting messages. But we should know more about tomorrow's game uh, later this afternoon. It, as far as matchups go, I mean, part of it with me—I don't know how you guys feel about Gafford. I mean, the, the NIT for me is as much about building for the future as it is, you know, about winning games and about you know, you know, getting to Madison Square Gardens. And, and so, for me right now, and, and for a lot of people, it's you know, if Langford's not going to be back and, you know, the feeling is it's 99.9% sure he's going to go to the NBA, then, you know, go ahead and, and get some, get some guys that are going to be back, some experience. And, and you know, that, that's what happened in the first game and, and some guys that don't play quite as much, got some good run. They, they, they got some, you know, some, some production out of spots that they hadn't got. And, and in a lot of respects, at least in the second half of that game on Tuesday, they, You know, the the offense was a little bit more fluid and and just the overall energy around the team in the second half, once they kind of woke up, was better. So, you know, definitely not saying Indiana is better without Langford, but they might, you know, they might not be looking to defer to him as much, which in and of itself can be a good thing.
1: Now, Mike, I think that this is an interesting point because between Arkansas and Indiana, I'm not saying they're identical in programs, but they're two programs that have a lot of history. Obviously, Indiana's won a few national championships. Arkansas's won one back in the 90s. And it seems like both of these programs are in the same place where they're just trying to get back to that and recapturing a lot of their glory days and being the nationally relevant programs that they once were. I know our feelings here in Arkansas about the program here at the Razorbacks are, what about up there in Indiana? Is there still a lot of fans up there that still believe that, that Indiana can be one of the premier programs, one of the true blue bloods of college basketball? Do they still feel like they can get back to those days of glory where they were competing for national championships? Is that still an expectation up there?
4: Yeah, it is, and I think it, it it's also part of the problem because it, it the expectations are so high that the patience for a, a, a relatively new coach like Miller is, is – you know, it's pretty thin. I mean, he just completed his second year. Um, you know, this year didn't, as we discussed, didn't go as planned. And so, because those expectations are so high, you already start to hear, you know, chatter o- along the fringes of you know people that are unhappy and you know just not willing to to wait to to see you know where Miller's going to take this program. And so, so yeah, I mean, I, I you know I I would be disappointed if fans. No longer had those expectations around the program, but it also kind of creates a problem as well. So, um, you know, it, it's it's definitely you know there's definitely a reality that that Indiana fans have had to face really over the last you know twenty twenty five years that you know it's just not the same program that it that it has been historically and that it's not the program that created all those expectations throughout the years i mean they they've been more of a they've had a couple big ten titles here in the last decade but for the most part they've been another team in the big ten and it's been more the michigan states and the michigans and even as much as we hate to say it the the Purdue's of the world that that have been the the better teams right now and so it's it's been a bit of a reality check for for indiana fans but I i don't think anybody's truly given up hope.
1: Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier talking about the Arkansas and Indiana basketball game tomorrow night in the NIT or tomorrow morning, I should say, in the NIT. Really appreciate you joining us, Mike. Great stuff, man. Enjoy the game tomorrow and uh, good luck the rest of the way. Maybe we'll catch up with you later down the road, my man.
4: Okay, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Your number one source of local news and information you need.
0: Like the Bud Light Morning Rush podcast? Check out the Halftime pod at hitthatline.com.